Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome back to the History of North America Extra. I'm Mark Vinette. The Dead Letter. Chapter 32. Fräulein was the German language honorific previously in common use for unmarried women, comparable to Miss in English. As a formal address, it was now uncommon and considered disrespectful and sexist by some in today's Germany. Frau was presently the normal address for all women. Wade was well aware of these different honorific terms and usages, but enjoyed teasing his Teutonic colleague with his misuse and old-fashioned chivalrous employ of the word. When thinking on it, Wade shrugged and chuckled to himself, imagining one of his grandfather's over-the-top statements. Is it Miss or Ms? Mademoiselle or Madame? Fräulein or Frau? What the hell are the right words? I want to make sure I don't get slapped. Having passed on Julia's desire to visit the Stratford Shakespearean tourist sites, Wade settled into the boardroom he had been offered, ready to work. His first task, contact Daenerys archaeologist. Hi, Tristan. Good afternoon, David. How can I help? Straight and to the point, Tristan Valkyrie had wasted no time establishing herself as one of the most respected young diggers in private practice. She was sought by many companies to guide them through the barrage of bureaucratic meddling and oversight when the slightest unearthed artifact halted the progress of large construction projects. Although she was a strict conservationist regarding potential important finds, her common sense and balanced approach to the needs of the archaeological community versus for-profit enterprises garnered her respect from both sides. To stay in tune with all that was happening worldwide, she had built and maintained an up-to-the-minute international database of past, present, and dormant digs. I need to know about England's Stratford-upon-Avon, Wade asked. What's happened here recently, and what's going on right now? Ah, Stratford, she grinned, home of the second greatest writer in history. Wade knew she was referring to her countryman Goethe as being the best. He was relieved Julia wasn't around to challenge Tristan's confident assertion. Yes, that's the one, avoiding her trap. Anything Shakespeare on your radar? When first entering his temporary workspace, Wade had noticed it was equipped with a large wall screen. Using the wireless connection code he found on the unit's module, he had video-called Tristan. To address Wade's question, she turned towards one of her side computer screens and began searching. Wade waited patiently, enjoying her profile on the big wide screen. Tristan's long, wavy hair, closer to dirty blonde than light brown, and her distinctive facial features pleased him. 
Her broad, square shoulders reminded him that Tristan was built solid with large bone structure. Not unfeminine, but V-shaped like Olympic swimmers, a body made for digging. Her fair skin was lightly bronzed, most likely from prolonged exposure to the sun while excavating in cloudless territories to the south. Wade liked and respected Tristan, both as a premier member of Denari and as a long-standing colleague. Well, as you can imagine, David, Stratford Village had been dug up and shaken many times over the past two centuries, but recently it has been tranquil. She narrowed her eyes onto the screen. Except, of course, for the recent scan on the poet's grave for a television documentary. You know the one, showing his head to be missing. Wade was well aware of that study. It was the first archaeological investigation of Shakespeare's shallow grave at Holy Trinity Church and had garnered international attention and wide media coverage. He remembered that the scientific team did not find what they expected. They concluded the grave showed signs of disturbance, of material being dug out and put back again. There was also a very strange brick structure cutting across the top end of the grave. The most striking conclusion was that Shakespeare's head appeared to be missing and that the skull was probably stolen by trophy hunters. It now appeared to some archaeologists that a story, previously dismissed as wild fiction, that grave robbers stole Shakespeare's skull in 1794, seemed to be true. Grave robbing was a big thing in the 17th and 18th centuries, said Tristan. People wanted the skull of famous people so they could potentially analyze it and see what made them a genius. It is no surprise to me that Shakespeare's remains were a target. Doctors endorse it, nutritionists recommend it, and customers love it. Calotrin Healthy Weight Loss Ron in Texas lost 35 pounds. Marie in Pennsylvania lost 117 pounds with Calotrin. Diane not only lost weight, but she also found relief from arthritis. Lynn lost over 45 pounds. Calotrin contains collagen, the most abundant protein naturally occurring in the human body, which decreases as we age. Taking Calotrin promotes better sleep, more energy, less joint pain, and best of all, weight loss. Calotrin has an amazing 86% success rate with their 90-day supply. And this week, take advantage of their President's Day sale. Buy the 90-day supply and get an extra month free plus free shipping. Ordering is so easy. Just text the word HISTORY to the code 30605 and we'll send you a link to this special offer. Again, text HISTORY, that's H-I-S-T-O-R-Y, using the code 30605. I'm Mark Vinette, and I hope you enjoyed the listen. The Historical Jesus Podcast is the sweeping saga of the life and times of Galilean Jesus of Nazareth 
as well as the faith, religion, and church founded to honor and disseminate his acts and teachings. Join me, Mark Vinette, on this fascinating journey through time, exploring the many great works of Christian theology, literature, architecture, music, and art inspired by the words and deeds of Jesus Christ.